true. Now you know what it's like to be a PC gamer, motherfucker. <laughs> I love. Once known as a notification tone, will be silenced. God, where is your mind, man? Like, <laughs> fucking a little Freak. girl with a serrated blade? Jesus. It's a bit much. It's a knuckle duster. Welcome, Walljangers, to another Projangers and Wallhangers Radio Network production. Uh, what was once known as a notification tone will be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Projangers and Wallhangers went live? Huh. <laughs> Last time, I remembered to silence my phone beforehand. And we'll remember that in the future. Thank you very much. This is a learning lesson. <laughs> the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So welcome, everybody, to another another Projangers and Wallhangers production. We used to be known as Matt Man and the Old Man, but last week we went live at Comic Universe at Folsom, PA, with Frank Link, the comic owner. We had a great time. And our new podcast buddy here, Kelly Collins, the Kells is joining us here and it just especially with everybody on this couch chiz it <laughs> and you can't see link but links in the links in the back there so we got a full cast here and it just didn't seem right to not have a name for everyone in this podcast and Matt man and the old man that just seemed a little bit you know too like neon light sign for me so i had the a great idea The Try Force T R Y Force Podcast. <laughs> because you know, we try to give you the best in gaming, movies, TV, comics, and everything bullshittery. Um Well this is where you'll know we'll we'll force a square peg in a round hole. Get used to it. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to start off this podcast as an announcement of sorts, is that me and a friend of mine, Joe Palladino, are starting a different kind of um, experience for people. It's called Tales of the Crypt, it's, uh, where we started a production company, which is Ripped, Meet, uh, Ripped Productions. <laughs> you know, um, And it's called Tales from the Morgue. It is a new animated horror project, and uh, I can't really go into details, but 
it's going to be something special. We do have a fundraiser right now uh, for Tales of the Morgue t-shirts. It's www.customink.com backslash fundraising backslash Tales from the Morgue. Uh, we'll have the link in the description below for everyone in the podcast world as well as, you know, in the description or comments of this live cast. Yes, to those in the future. Oh, my God, there's a phone call. What? We have a transmission? Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? Or no. Jesus. I'll take either. It's Mr. Tyler Coleman. Mr. Tyler Coleman. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hold on one second. We're fixing everything here. Let's get some names. <laughs> so I'm uh, Matthew Bucarell, the Madman. We are in a uh, we are Projangers and Wallhangers, a podcast. We do gaming news as well as well as everything else's um, comics and vlogging. <laughs> it's my brother Steve in the background. We're you know we're a special podcast. If you couldn't tell, I see. And as well as Kelly and Chris in the background, Chris Bristow. I'm Chris. Um, I'm, I'm I am uh, referencely uh, as the old man, as Matt calls me. Mm-hmm. Even though now I am the oldest, I believe I'm the oldest. We'll call you. Uh, uh, oh God, we have to. I'll be forty God, this year. Oh yeah, he's older. Never mind. He's old. <laughs> You're just second rate. <laughs> so the middle old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go with right with right with him, man. All Absolutely, right. let's go into All it. Right, you said that. So first, first, I wanted to kind of just go about a little story before I even met you, and you know about this. Well, actually, when I met you, I met him in college. So I lived at a college in a dorm room that I didn't go that I didn't go to that college. Oh, okay. I went to tests in their classes and didn't even go to that college. It was the coolest thing. So my best friend at the wasn't time, there a movie in the eighties about that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was called Soul Man. <laughs> so before the, when I met Tyler, Tyler's one of my best friends, good friend, long time, known him ten years, eleven years, twelve years. I went to uh, so I I actually went to University of Delaware, but my best friend went to Goldie Beacom. Go Cucks! And he uh, he actually was a Marine, so he came back from Iraq and was a twenty-two-year-old freshman. So he got this whole dorm room to himself. It was made for four people. And he was like, you know, I don't like being alone. Come hang out with me. So I ended up living at the dorm with him at Goldie Beacom. I didn't go to Goldie Beacom. And that's when we met these guys, Tyler, these, all my other friends I still talk to. And they were, we were the, the cool kids because, you know, we're the 22-year-old. We can buy the beer. There you go. So, am, am I there. lying? Am I Tyler? I'm not I've lying. been that guy. That's, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. <laughs> we were uh, good people but we were a very bad influence for a while um we as all young adults are we're probably the reason why a few of these guys couldn't graduate uh i mean it would be like i gotta study no we got beer pong today no i gotta study yep. maybe you'll study tomorrow yeah, we one- have beer pong night on tuesday night like who the hell does that uh we do everyone does <laughs> our family does i mean so, we 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 do spaghetti night on Wednesdays. That was our spaghetti night growing up. Yeah, it's because of Pizza a pra- on Fridays, because of a Prego commercial. Pizza's always on Fridays now because yeah, yeah now right. we have Taco Tuesday. You know, <laughs> we don't want to know about your personal life. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how I met Tyler. Is he lived in the dorm room next to where I lived 
and didn't pay or go to the school. Like I said, though, I did go to one of the classes. My buddy had a, had a psychology uh, test, final. I think, no, actually, no, I think it was a midterm. And I was like, you know what, fuck, screw it. I'm going to come down. I'm going to go into this, uh, take this test. Because, like, nothing would make it better seeing this teacher scroll through every single one of his, his books of trying to find my name in his book. Like, what the hell class is this dude in? And I really wanted, I never got found out what I had, but I really wanted to know how I did on that test. I think I aced it. Anyway, so I met Tyler because he was in the dorm room next to it, which with people I still talk to as well. Um, Tyler was always playing games. He lived video games. I remember StarCraft. Uh, I remember. He, oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. We played some StarCraft. But what really got us together as friends was a few of us started. It was Wolfenstein Enemy Territory. I don't know oh, if I any of you guys remember that. this. I yes, it was yeah. it was one of the best games because it was one of my first games I played where it was a, a first person shooter where you had you, you had a job you know yeah. a medic uh, you know a sniper or whatever you want mm-hmm. um, and he was so good at it it pissed me off he was <laughs> so good at it. I mean we were all so good at it, though we did I mean we started a clan we were gonna do some tournaments and I and Tyler backed me up I think we would have won we would have won these tournaments. Uh, no, we would have gotten our ass kicked. <laughs> oh, man. He's trying to no, wait, wait. you up, Tyler. Let, let me rephrase that. Tyler, you would have won. Everyone uh, else would have so lost. We, uh, the year that we played a lot and the year that we were looking at doing tournaments, um, QuakeCon, the big event in Dallas, they had a like half a million dollar competition for enemy territory. And I seriously considered entering us, but I had played against some of the other teams there before, just like for fun, you know, scrimming. And they kicked my ass every time. So I knew, I just knew if we went, we would have spent all that money to go out to QuakeCon just to get wrecked, so. You know, I'm thinking about it. Some of the best things that video games could actually do, especially nowadays with online and, and multiplayer games, is uh, introducing new friends. Like, we, yeah, yeah. what was it, in our clan, I, I don't think for the first two years we even knew his name. It was just Natty. Because yep. we were in the AA clan. I was Guinness. I think, I can't remember. You were probably Yost because you never changed it. Yep, um, yep, everyone, yep and Matt was... Vodka, or Matt was Mickey, somebody else with vodka, someone was Yingling, and he was Natty Ice. <laughs> you were definitely a college kid. And he, he flew out. Where did he live? He was in, uh, I can't Carolinas, remember. Carolinas, I think. Yeah, and he, and he came up to visit us and, and hang out with us for the weekend, and it was cool. Like, we never met the student except playing this game. Joined our clan because he would play with us all the time on our server. Yep. And then became friends and came up and hung out with us and got drunk with us on college weekend. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Tyler was so good at every game that it, it made me so angry because no matter what game we played, he'd win. And 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 now it, the thing that makes me even more jealous and angry about it, but I love it at the same time, is the dude never touched the sports in his life: football, basketball, soccer, nothing. He joins a fo- a fantasy football league, and of course, he's a video game developer. He knows all the numbers, how to crunch these numbers here and there. Next thing you know, he wins our fantasy football league because he just freaking crunches numbers and does graphs all the time. And it yep. makes me <laughs> this year he finally won. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won. So I won the fantasy baseball baseball league the very first year. My first year playing, I had that beginner's luck. Um, but that was, I mean, baseball's so much about looking at numbers and like you know, Moneyball is literally about baseball, right? So it's a lot easier to do that with baseball than football. I hated baseball. I tried it once. It was terrible. Yeah, it, it's way much. It's so much more because you know every every day you have to set your lineup. It's like hockey. 
Yo, so Perfect Dark. I remember you playing Perfect. You guys all remember the game Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. Yeah, that was. He did that himself. Yeah. And I, I watched him win. And and we would we would joke about it all the time because you could see him. You know, you'd have you'd have like the wall hack, you could see him. And you'd watch them literally facing you from across the map, just running around the map facing you. And um this dude was so good at that. Your your gamer tag was always Yos or Yosarian. Explain yep, that yep. a little bit. After enemy ter- territory. It still is. I play Rocket League as Yosarian all the time now. Oh, so you can't okay. play last night. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I I love it when I'm when I'm playing like Rocket League. I'll get messages once in a while. Someone will be like, "Yo, yo, sorry, and catch twenty two. Like, I get that reference. And it's always like, "Hey, you know, that's awesome. That's cool." But now I just saw that I think Hulu is doing a show, Catch Twenty Two show. So now I just know it's going to be like, every, I'm going to start seeing a bunch of Yosarians about. I'm, I'm going to have to put them all in their place. <laughs> Most definitely that. Um, you also, I mean, before you got into game development, you were building computers. You helped me build mine maybe 12 years ago. Um, I mean, I have a whole bunch of PC parts in my, well, in a spare room right now that I just ordered. I just uh, upgrading the Mac computer. Um, just running a i5, uh, what was it, like a 75, uh, 75K uh, GTX 970 MSI Z270 motherboard with a uh, 16 gig Corsair Vengeance LPX RAM and a 1,000 watt power supply with a decent cooling fan, a liquid cooling fan, nice. a radiator setup. So, <laughs> Just got to put it together, man. I got a nice uh, upgraded setup there and... Uh, yeah, the big thing for us, a lot of the computers that I have are, they have to be GTX 1080s or higher uh, for VR capability. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, to run the Vive and the Oculus and stuff like that, you need a really, really top-end uh, video card. And the real problem has been, for the past few years, getting those 1080s has been so expensive because of Bitcoin mining. I knew it. I knew it. I know a miner, too. Spike Tech TV is a little... Uh streamer and he he was just touting mining all the time i knew that was the reason why it was so expensive for me to get a new goddamn graphics card why does that affect that i'm I'm curious because they buy a lot of graphics cards they'll load up a motherboard and just run it for mining yeah really yeah and so the graphics cards are far better for bitcoin mining operations they're far more efficient at it so it's the way to do yeah. Do you have you been doing any kind of Bitcoin mining? Uh, I played around with it a few years ago. Uh, I made a good bit of money in like a matter of a couple months. Yeah, I did hear I that like, you was... can actually make like some people are making tons of money. Off it's that. an oh, it's a really up and down market. Yeah. Yeah. So back in 2016, right when it took off and it hit like that 10k Bitcoin, I got into it that June, I think. So I was. I was investing in Bitcoin when it went from four grand to ten grand, mm. and I knew it was going to pop. Like I knew that was a bubble, so I I got rid of all my Bitcoin. I sold it all, and um, and I came out probably like a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars ahead. That's a proverb my dad always told me: pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. You saw the gain, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was probably lucky timing too, because I just I needed my money back. 
I needed to start using it for development reasons. So timing wise, it was just like, all right, I need, I'm going to do better with this money in my wallet, you know, spending it on game dev stuff than it is sitting in some Bitcoin exchange. So, so Retora Computer Services is your company. That is your company. That was my company. Yes. Was now it's Retora Games. Retora Games. Now, how did the yeah. name Retora start? What's that? How did the the name Retora start? Uh, as far as I remember, it was when I was about 10 or 11, and it was the name of my first successful city in SimCity. Nice. <laughs> okay. So I, I probably as a that? kid just like slapped in random letters, you know, just made something that sounded cool. And I just remember spending hours, like weeks on this city, and it happened to be Rotora. And then every future game, whenever it asked you to like name your town or your city or your building or whatever, I'd always use that name. So it just kind of stuck with me. So SimCity 2? Uh, that would have been SimCity 2000. Yes. 2000. Oh, that was a good yeah, year. That was a good year, too. The that was a good Arcos. I, I remember distinctly, without cheating, I got to, like, six Arcos, and, like, that took a long time. That was, that was, uh, that was 95. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was, I think it was on the Mac, too. I don't, I don't think we had a PC when I was a kid. I remember having SimCity 2000 on the PS1. Uh, we had it on yeah, the PC. Yeah, it was on the consoles as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I, I remember, Retora, when we were in college, you still had the name. And when you end up living with me at in Cleveland Avenue in Delaware, um, yeah. me and you did a little venturing with, what was that company that we worked for? I don't know. If, so, yeah, I, I, I got, it was like the, on my 18th birthday, like literally on my 18th birthday, I got a phone call from this company. They wanted to hire me to fix computers in the area. And they, the worst whoever ever. got, like, I don't know how they got my info, but they needed me to be 18 to hire me. So I get a call on my 18th birthday, and they're like, we want to give you a job fixing people's computers. And what they did was they would go around and fix anything that was under warranty. Like, go to people's houses and, like, swap out your RAM or whatever. So, Kelly and I would do this thing where I'd go to places and, like, show up at someone's house and just, like, swap the RAM out in their computer and do it for Dell or for HP or, you know, whoever it was. Um, it's just they didn't have anyone in that Delaware area, and they hadn't for years. So they were so desperate. That was the worst. Though. It, it was like no just, pay. Like, called me right at my birthday to be like, "Let's do this." I just remember how sh- shitty that pay was. But I do remember one story where I almost got eaten by a Great Dane that fucked horses. <laughs> yes, that is a true story. <laughs> okay, you run run this back. So yeah. we Great went to Dane. a house. Yeah. Rewind. Time, we had to go install. Uh, like a video card and a TV, like a big screen TV, I think it was, something like that. I believe that's what it was, too, because we couldn't get the yeah. back off of it. It took us like an hour to get the back off of it. It was at some Sounds farm right. of some rich, couple, some rich couple. They had a great dame that was like, oh, it's, they're like, oh, it's a sweetheart dog. Oh. And, they always say that. Yeah. And I go He's to, a sweetheart dog, I go too. To, I go to pet it, and I have two dogs. I've always had two dogs. I've never been scared of dogs. But when a great dame jumps, leaps at you, and... And snaps at you. Yeah, man. That thing could just take my hand or my head right off, and it was just scare. I screamed like a little girl. I'm not gonna lie. It was. I couldn't. I could not make that noise that I make again. I, that I made that day. I could never make. And they were all just dying laughing like it was. The yeah, they were all dying laughing like it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. And I'm like, dude, I just almost died. And then the one guy that was, dogs, was like, it? yeah, was, you know, what he does for fun. He goes out there and has sex with the donkeys. I'm like, are you serious? Now that's a that's, that's a, a big dog. That's a red herring, sir. You said horse. 
You was said it? horse. <laughs> horse and a donkey are two separate things, all right? Not to be all fucking, you know, animal planet about this, but they Crikey. are separate things. Regardless, it's a big dog. It's a big dog. That was the funniest. No, it was the funniest for everyone but me experience we've had with that. Now, you've been developing games for how long now, Tyler? Uh, so I graduated from school in 2012. But I officially left to kind of come to, to school to learn to make games in 2009. So if you count school, 10 years. If not, six or seven, I guess. Seven probably seems about right. And where did you go to school? Uh, so I went to school in a place in Phoenix called UAT, the University of Advancing Technology. Um, so it's like a little tech school. All the degrees were like digital video, robotics, network security, games. Um, so it's like a whole – all the different kind of tech degrees – and that's all the school focused on. Nice. And you learned a lot there to develop uh, Merchant? Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest takeaway well, my for- time there was just being surrounded by other people making games like really got me like driven to focus on it and make it my like core life focus. So you've been in Forbes 20 under 20, was it? 20 under 20? No, nah, man, nah. At, was at 10. <laughs> 10 at what? 30, 30 under 30, yeah. Oh, well, that's still an accomplishment, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. 30 under oh, 30. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Get, that. That's uh, not an accomplishment. Where's, no. where's 20, the hang 20 up under 20, like, I can't even drink yet. <laughs> I was on Forbes 10 under 10, so that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Forbes 4 under 4 is where it's at. So, so um, tell us about Merchant, man. Um, what, how you start, like, how did, when did you start it? Where did you get the idea? You know, where, where, what is it for? Um, what's his future? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, Merchant came out in the end of 2015. Um, after years and years of you know kind of wanting this to make this game, it was the game idea that made me decide to go to college because like it seemed like a solid game idea, and I wanted to make it. Uh, and it went through a bunch of false starts. You know, I first went to college and I was learning how to program, and I tried to make it, and just I did not have enough experience. Uh, you know, my my ideas, the scope of my game idea was way larger than something I could take on as a student. Um, so it took a couple tries. Um, and then finally, we, you know, myself and some other developers got the game out in 2015. Uh, it's going pretty strong. I mean, it's still doing pretty well. Uh, and now we're working on the sequel, Space Merchant, which is essentially Merchant put in space. What, um, can you explain what Merchant is a little bit? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Merchant is a game where instead of being the heroes, you know, instead of being the guy going around killing everyone or, you know, the, the main character, you're, you're kind of the merchant that lives in that town that buys and sells all the junk. I love that. Um, but from, that, love from that. that perspective, you actually are kind of the person in charge of, of getting the player forward, getting these heroes forward, because you're the one paying them to do quests. You're the one giving them better equipment, like selling them better stuff. So, like, being the driver of the economy is actually the thing that helps heroes get to the higher levels and beat the, you know, beat the final bosses. And um, what platforms is that on? Uh, just iOS? Uh, or? It's iOS, Android, and Steam. Oh, God, I love that word. Steam. Steam. Yeah. Yes. Can I, can I ask, what was the uh, – did you have any inspiration from previous games to build this one? So uh, not, not really anything specifically, but uh, an interesting side story on that. Back in 2010 or 11 when I was in college and I was trying to make this game myself and, you know – I was trying to get press, you know, talk to writers and stuff about it. Uh, right around that same time, Reseteer came out. 
um, which is Reseteer, an item show. It's a, it's this game, what I just described, uh, made by uh, an Asian development team. And I was crushed because, like, I saw my idea. Someone else had made it. And, like, you know, it's just one of those things that someone else had the same idea and they beat me to the chase. Uh, and it took me, like, a year or two to even want to come back to making this game concept because it it hurt to see, like, someone else get your same game idea out there before you. And not only that, uh, but Tyler, but I can tell you, before you even went to college, when we lived together, we talked about this yeah. game. We, we, yeah. I remember he yeah. had this idea yeah, and I have, years before he went to college, because we talked about it to the point where he had me, because he knows I can draw, he knows I'm a good artist. Yeah. He had me doing uh, concept art for him, for this game. Mm. Yep. See, that's a good story. Yeah, that, I had design docs and stuff all the way back to like 2008, 2009, for specifically making a game named Merchant with all this information, so... See, that's a good point, though, because there was, uh, I believe it was, I quote him all the time, Kevin Smith, but he said, don't ever let the fact that somebody else did something that was like your idea stop you from doing your idea. And you pretty much prove that in fold, because not only did you release Merchant back in 2015, now you're working on a sequel. So yeah. that's you're almost like the embodiment of that statement and a reason to keep going on. You're doing God's work, sir. Yeah, you got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. So um, lastly, um, what? how many downloads do you have on this thing? What? Um, so on Android, it's about 1.2 million. And then on Steam and, Andro- and iOS, it's about 50K, 60K a piece. So Android is definitely your way to go right now for you. By a long shot, uh, Android is where it's at for us. Nice. Well, there's also been a lot more people going over to Android from Apple now, so that's the, another huge jump. Yeah, in your I am. I am very much alone in this. Uh, most people I know, other mobile devs, they tend to have far more success on iOS. Um, for whatever reason, I'm a weird kind of misnomer. You're just in the weird sense in general. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Android is just like leagues beyond, and that's quite unusual for mobile devs. Your game is the game that you're developing is something that true like hobbyists of gaming would actually know how to do, which really just crosses back into hobbyists of like knowing how to. Like uh, root your phone and, and use it to your full potential. So that's I, I can see that that connection. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've certainly thought about that. Like it, it seems like it could be a game that's more appealing to like your more hardcore PC crowd, and it's quite possible they exist more on Android. Um, so that that's a possibility as to why we're doing better on Android. I think it's also just because like I push out Android builds, you know, changes to the game on a far more regular basis than I do on iOS or Steam because for me, like since Android has done so well for us, we give it first priority and we give it, we make sure to give it like all the love we can. And so I think it kind of creates this like recursive loop of as long as we're helping Android, Android does better. So we help Android more and then it helps it grow. So, so what I love about, I, I've had, I have his game on both my phones. Uh, I had it on my Android and I have it on my, my iPhone. I'm about to buy. I'm about it's to get it after game. this podcast. Game. I'll tell you the that. The part about it is, any kind of game you buy now, it's you get five lives and then you have to wait an hour and a half to play it again. Yeah. Is you can literally play if you do it right. You, you know, like you can build potions for your characters so he can go out and fight. If you do it, 
you could you could literally play this game for hours and hours and hours and hours, and you don't. I mean, it gets to a certain point where you're fighting a guy, and it's going to mm-hmm. take you what two hours to fight him. But you, while you're doing yeah. that, you're still selling your other stuff and trying to create new stuff yeah. for that character. It's it's the coolest thing. Um, so your future is Space Merchant, which we and you talked about at uh, at the uh, New Year's. I remember when I saw you at New Year's, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just happy to get you talking about it, and hope we can help you out and stuff like that. Sure. So. Um, Thanks a lot, Tyler. Is there anything you want to say to us? Anything else? No. Um, questions? No, well, I mean, you <laughs> do, do you or your audience, do y'all want to know anything about like game dev specifically? I did have in the one question. Yeah. I had one question in particular. One stigma that there is around game development is that you're going to work like long ass hours. Like there's, it's been yeah. in anime. It's been in, you know, you know, mm-hmm. pop culture. What kind of work weeks are you looking at? Because I have a cousin who's actually, I think he's in, still in mobile development. What's in, is he still in mobile? I think he's still in mobile game development. Um, but do you work long hours is my, I guess my question. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, unfortunately myself, because I've been self-employed, uh, when I do work long hours, it's voluntary and it's something I've chosen to do um, for my own self-improvement of my games um when he's I not have, working long, when he's not working long hours he's sucking at top golf i'll tell you that yeah, <laughs> yeah i've had working at uh at larger studios on larger games um and also fortunately the companies i worked at didn't really have a hardcore crunch mentality so i personally have done a great job at avoiding it um and the only time i have done it is by choice uh, however i do know a ton of people that are burned out I know a ton of people have some really bad health problems because of the, the job itself. Um, you know, you're talking sitting at a chair for 12 hours a day, sleeping, going right back to work. You know, yeah. all sorts of terrible issues can come from that. Yeah. And if you work at a company that insists that you work 10 plus hours a day, like it's going to be hard to recover from that over the long term. So, so I, uh, I do have another question for you. With last week in the news, we found out what a lot of people were speculating for. What I've heard is rumors like over a half over a year or half a year now was to the Activision uh, Blizzard layoffs. Yeah, what? yeah. So they just laid over seven hundred and eighty people off in one day. Now, the, what I've read is that was non-in-game development people or personnel so yeah so from what i understand blizzard itself there was no game development uh layoffs there it was predominantly community management esports you know other realms um but i don't know if it is across the whole 780 employees if it's all non-game dev um some of that in the activision size might have been game dev Okay, I mean, but nobody really cares about Activision's game development anyway, so... <laughs> I mean, I care, about, I care about the people that are working on the games, you know? What's that? I said I do care about the people who work on the games. Absolutely! I mean... <laughs> yeah. See, that's the bad part about gaming, is that a lot of people don't know that, like, my cousin that I mentioned who was... who is a game developer, he made Fight Club, the game. The one off the movie. He yeah. made that. I have to live with that. He has to live with that. You made a shitty game. It's not your fault. This isn't Nuremberg. Yeah. We're not putting you on trial for 
being forcibly made a shitty game. I full imagine you waking up in the morning like, oh, God damn it, I gotta make another shitty ass game. Like, yeah. I so one of the that. worst one of the worst things that happens quite often in games. And I was actually a friend was over at our house a few nights ago talking about this. He was working in a crunch, a state of crunch. You know, working twelve hour days a week, every day, like five to seven days a week, ten to twelve hours every day, and uh, they did this for months. And then at the end of it, they canceled the game and fired everyone. Damn. Ugh. So the game never even came out. No one even got to see it. Even if it was a bad game, I would rather it have come out. Like, I would rather, if working on something like Fight Club that didn't get well-received, mm-hmm. I'd rather it still have been released than to it have to been destroyed, removed, never seen the light of day. Yeah. And I know a lot of developers who have crunched like that for, for weeks, for months, nonstop, only to have the game canceled and no one ever gets to see what they made. I would be in And you think about it, like, stupid. you know, what you individually did, maybe you made a really cool character model, right? Maybe you made the Tyler Durden model or whatever it is. Mm. Like, maybe the one part of the game that you worked on was actually really awesome, and no one will ever get to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that would crush me. And that's one of the things that, like, being indie, you know, running my own business, I don't really have to worry about that. Like, if, if my games don't come out, it's my own fault, and it's my yeah. decision. Yeah, so. but, but also you have you have Papa Gabe though, you have Papa Gabe at least making <laughs> yeah. it easier well, for a person like you to get off the ground Steam, and get known. Indies are kind of souring on on Steam right now because uh, they don't really earn their cut as much as they used to. Yeah. So, I know you've met some pretty cool people. Yeah, I met I met Gabe once actually, uh, and it was like meeting game developer Santa Claus. Who? Gabe Newell. Okay. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at mine. Did you see both of his chins? <laughs> yes. It, I hear. <laughs> I hear. If you it see was, the second one shadow, that means yeah. there's an early summer. If you see, if you look up some of the photos for a while, he had like this big white beard. <laughs> oh my and when God, I met funny. him, he had that, and it was it was like meeting Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Tyler, listen, um, definitely appreciate your time, and uh, I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Is sure there anything thing. else you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't know. Go e- go easy on game developers. <laughs> you know, we we get pu- we have to put up with a lot of shit sometimes. It helps to know that there's at least some people out there that understand we are just humans. Yeah, man. like Starcraft. And generally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey it's man, just, I, I work I, in customer okay, service. I of, completely understand. I've been on the side of angry players quite a few times. You know, emails telling me to fuck off and things like that, and it sucks. It sucks just like any other job, right? It sucks when someone does that yeah. to you. So, yeah. just anyone who's listening to me, think before you write. You know. <laughs> yes, Tyler, you don't, suck. Don't be a dick on the internet. <laughs> don't be a Richard. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a Richard, Tyler. Absolutely. Thank you so much for Thanks, stopping Tyler. on appreciate the podcast, it, Tyler. I really appreciate yeah, it. I'm, and I'm going to direct people to pick up Merchant on Android, iOS, Steam. Oh, my yeah. God. If I could get it on a fridge, I would. <laughs> someday. Someday, indeed. Or the Alexa model. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, Go yeah. Skyrim, man. Go Skyrim. I really want to try that, the, the Skyrim Alexa. It seems like it's fun because it's like a text adventure, right? <laughs> It would be like, you know, like D&D, like somebody spelling out your journey in front of you. It does have that that appeal. And you can change the Alexa voice to like an Irish or Gaelic. 
Well, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that would be appropriate for the game, right? Yeah, it would. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tyler. And Thank we'll you. have to have you on again once uh, Space Merchant gets a little bit closer to completion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Tyler. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. It was a pleasure, y'all. All right. Thank, thank you. you so Enjoy much. the trip, bus, buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. So that was an impromptu little present from newcomer Kelly over here. And that was awesome, man. I, abs- I want to say that I have absolutely see- uh, seen Merchant on the Steam store because I look into the that kind of game. And I was just like, hmm, it might actually be on my watch list. I don't know. I have a... a- a fuck ton of stuff on my watch list so that was actually really cool and we got a, a nice inside look into what it's like to be in that development world yeah he'd appreciate it with anyone downloading that because he's i i know this he's been one of my best friends for a very long time and he's he's really put his ass out there and his heart on the line to, to do that and mm. it really would help him out to download that and it would and he and he told me he couldn't wait to talk to us just because, like, he doesn't have, other than his roommates, like, he doesn't have, like, old friends to talk to, like, yeah, like, like how we talk here. Yeah. And it's great. So. A lot of game developers are like that. <laughs> They're introverted people. It's kind yeah. of in the nature of the business. But he was good. He was open. He was an awesome person to talk to. I'd love to have him on here again because it, it, it's great. I'm literally going to be down. I'm going to probably look for it on Steam because I like to add to my addiction. And I like a number to it. <laughs> so what I what have what have you guys been doing since the last podcast? Because we last met in the comic shop. Since then, I've watched Dragon Prince season two. It's really great. If you haven't know, if you don't know, it's from the uh, creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender, and it's essentially those. It's a different twist. It's medieval twist. And so now it's, you got dragons and you got magic. And now with the second season, you're getting even more dragons and magic. There's a little less toned down with the elfage, but there's a lot more um, development in the story. And the characters mix well. Besides the Irish elf, she really does fucking nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> She has the accent, and she's an elf, and their elves have four fingers, like they're a fucking Simpsons character. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Extremely impressed, I almost got a boner. (laughs) I won't put on a wig if you ask me. Um, But I've also maybe. But through and through, it's a good series, and I did enjoy it. Another thing I watched is Doom Patrol. Watched the first episode of Doom Patrol. Also saw them pop up on Titans on DC. Um, DC's hitting it out of the park with their fucking series here, man. I got to tell you, it's not just Marvel that is really doing TV well. DC has proved with Titans and Doom Patrol that they know what they're doing with a a good, gritty... uh, superhero and with doom patrol they call it out like i know you don't want to just see another stupid schmucky superhero show so at first episode really well done leave it on a suspenseful note and i'm not going to ruin anything but it it it's it's good and i think uh, people should be well directed over to that i'll definitely check it out i I didn't even you just went home and stared at a wall no i uh i've been getting the room ready for the baby there you go. 
There you go. You got uh, three weeks left. Three to four. Four. Mm. Don't don't four. touch it. I'm already scared <laughs> enough. No, but I have been still playing. I, I started playing. I've been doing like on my off time. I have. I did play Apex. Yeah. Um, trying that out. I I knocked any good at it. I I don't know why. I'm not any good yet. I'll get there. I usually do. Well, you have that yet promise in there, so there's that. And I've still been playing Siege. It's still my game right now. Okay. And NHL 19. My franchise. That's it. I do online on NHL. I did, too. World of Shell? Yeah. I I just like to drop in every now and then. Oh, it was so fun until you meet that team that all they do is hit you all the time when you don't even have the puck and then you don't can't do anything. They're doing their sports thing right now. That's... What the fuck is sports? <laughs> <laughs> but I've never got... Uh, and it, we said the S word. <laughs> uh, NHL, I, I've always respected the sport that it's premised off of, and I figured that would be the perfect fucking game if you're a fan of that sport. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's still very unrealistic um, when you play online, but the, the non-online version is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's still the. It's. I don't think there's any difference between when you like any exploit. Like it's been exploited. Like how you score, yes. and every single season and year, it's exactly the same. You just go up the, yeah. the other side, yeah. and you score every time. Yeah. It's. It, but unless you're playing a human goalie that knows the exploit. Yes. That's my problem with sports games. Is that really? It could be like a World of Warcraft or something where you just put in an expansion. You just put out an update. You make people pay for that shit. You want that player? Pay for that shit. Do a loot box system. I don't give a fuck. But you could, with especially with games like uh, Overwatch and uh, Apex Legends, you see Fortnite. People hate that word. Like it's fucking saying cunt or something. But Fortnite. It, Fortnite cuts like cunt. I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I'm sorry. That's, I know. I look. I'm. I'm that, that, I'm proud of like, myself on that one. That's just like moves like Jagger. You, that's the comparison that you made. Listen, Fortnite. Cuts I don't like mind cut. people to play Fortnite, and I don't mind the game. No, it's a lie. I do. I don't I mind. I no. hate the game because the, you. Need, I can't build. God damn it! You need somewhere for the twelve-year-olds to go. Okay, that's actually that's what, I said, that's what I said. They flood in. Go. I said I changed my. I changed my position on Fortnite because it allows me to play Call of Duty. Or Battlefield without hearing a 12-year-old yapping in my ear. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I, that's my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and the 13-year-olds. <laughs> so, Steve here has been playing an interesting, and interesting is the word I use loosely, interesting mobile game. And I'm going to give my mic over to him because it's called what? Uh, I don't remember the name. It's incredibly stupid and he shouldn't like it. It's um, bit something, bit life. You have this little life, and you live from life to death, and there's interesting things that it comes up. It's really dumb, and you shouldn't get it, but it's it, it's kind of fun. So you have your person, and your person's your living. Person. Did I see you start out as a sperm? Oh, yeah, no, that's the that's the how. That's, uh, the, that's, logo. The, that's the logo. <laughs> the logo that's is awesome. a little sperm, like and you can have him. So the it's game the is called BitLife, life. and the logo is a sperm. That's all you need to, but, to lo- download right there. You can commit crime. You can have threesomes, which I haven't been able to figure out. How to like in real life, it's hard to get a threesome. Yeah. And it ruins any relationship. 
like, like in real life. life. <laughs> uh, it's stupid, and I shouldn't like it, but uh, it's it's there. That's I I'm sold. Yeah, and you live your life like he got a you, you know he had a person live up to 120. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to choose how that person is managing their life, how much exercise they're getting, how much sleep they're getting, are you eating right? That kind of shit. So, and it, it has interesting stuff. Like, my three year old is, or what was the thing about the bar yesterday? Uh, the, the one was uh, a three year old boy asked the mother, the mother, they had a conversation of what the wor- meaning of the word dildo. Little, uh, so it's like a mixture between an adult version of Sims yeah. and a Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi people, okay. and I'm just like, all right, that's really interesting. So that I thought that, and he's been going on this the whole the whole weekend. And I'm just like, my God, what an interesting game. <laughs> Your character got syphilis. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't be sleeping out. I, I told you. <laughs> So, what, no, that's the modern version of the Oregon Trail, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that. So, some uh, a little, a uh, couple little award shows happened since our last podcast. Um, the Dice Awards happened. Can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah. Can I say it? You mean the God of War show? Yeah. <laughs> God of Awards. God of War, best game. But yeah, game of, game of the year God Awards beat out Into the Breach, which is a two D game, Spoderman, Red Dead Redemption Two, and Return of the Obra Dinn. Now, one thing I liked about the Game Awards is that it turned my attention to a couple of uh, interesting games that you wouldn't notice, like in uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. It almost looks like something you'd see on the original brick Game Boy Nintendo. But it goes from 2D into a 3D. You're on like a pirate ship or some shit, and you're investigating or whatever. It's apparently got a really good story because it was up for a bunch for story and different stuff like that. So it brings a lot of attention to different games that you may not know you liked. There were also some upsets on top of God of War winning absolutely fucking almost everything. Thank you, Windows. Yes, we don't want to do our update yet. Um, That's exactly what. <laughs> do you want to restart now how about now how about now should i try now or you want to restart now i'll warn you in five seconds it's okay so <laughs> what would you like a reminder even tomorrow scared. never or five minutes five seconds okay well how about we just restart anyway save your shit now or you're done <laughs> so it, it's been the 20 seconds like very auctioneerist yeah. <laughs> and not only that it's like save your shit now or i'm going to close down i'm just going to close down <laughs> you want to save your side not going to work just close down it's even better well i'd rather them give me a warning rather than the when you're all right i'm just gonna log off for the night and it's the Yu-Gi-Oh. you go you have activated my trap card update <laughs> like god damn it because then you fucking forget about it one percent the next day when you go oh i'm gonna log on on my pc and it takes 20 minutes for it to finish fucking update one percent three six Ten oh minutes. Two percent. Oh my god. Eighty percent for and, four hours. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it randomly goes eighty one no no one hundred. But what is that? All of a and sudden became all of a sudden became Usain Bolt between forty six percent and ninety eight. Yeah. 
Yep. And the last two percent takes another fifteen minutes. Yep. He Phelps that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first update I was talking about is the action game of the year. It was going up against Assassin's Creed, and it was going up against many of other games, Tomb Raider and a two D game one. Celeste. I've seen a lot of good reviews on like PS4 and Xbox for it. So. And I asked you, when God of War started winning all these awards, they won Best Character with Arthur Morgan. I will get into that in a minute. If you didn't watch the awards, you won't know how fucking creepy that was. It also won Outstanding Achievement in Story. It won Achievement in Game Design, Art Direction. It won Adventure of the Year. It won uh, Music Effects, Sound Design, Game Direction, and uh, the Game of the Year was the last one. So God of War took home a total of nine fucking awards. Spider-Man won uh, one, which was... Where are you, Spider-Man? The suspense is killing me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying as I speak. My handwriting is fucking awful. Anyway, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 won one as well. Red Dead Redemption 2 took out outstanding technical achievement, which I guess it was a gigantic map. And that's really all you can say about a gigantic map filled with a bunch of wildlife and nothing. Yeah. Still but... more still more achievement than Fallout 76. A lot of people playing Fallout 76, though. Are there? Just on my friends list, I guess. But I, I haven't tried it. I haven't played Fallout since 4. No. New Vegas? What came first? New Vegas 4. So New, three New Vegas, Vegas games. Yes, three New Vegas, four. I haven't played since New Vegas, so I, don't. I heard. I, I heard. What is it? Outer Worlds that that studio is working on now. Um, the New Vegas studio, Obsidian. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Yeah. Damn, Matt Man for the fucking win. Woo! Uh! <laughs> um, let's see here. You got. Um, oh God. <laughs> Online game of the year. I bet you couldn't fucking guess the name of the winner if I fucking paid you. Fortnite. <laughs> I know. you. The cringing. The cringing. The initials were Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, pretty much God of War beat out Spider-Man over absolutely fucking everything. Animation was Spider-Man. It finally beat God of War in animation. That was it. It didn't have a better story. It didn't have better art direction. It didn't have better fart sounds. It was fucking animation. The animation of the fart winds from Spider-Man's ass when he swings between city to city. That's really fucking power. beautiful. You get a weapon. Like <laughs> then there was that whole thing where people were like really into like taking selfies with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, because you you got like a bunch of the like the landmark locations like uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum and you know. Statue of Stark Tower, Avengers Tower, yeah. The yeah. horribly like PS One faced boat people. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I will say something about this, like the, about Spider Man. Um, did you know that when it was being developed, uh, just a random fan. My phone died. 
ran- a random fan. <laughs> well, there goes the Facebook. <laughs> oh, he's got it right here. Oh! No, no, no. That's just a video. <laughs> yeah, that's going to go out in a minute. In about 30 seconds, it'll be. Okay, so I'm going to go grab my cell phone charger real quick. Okay. Right. Yeah, because so it did say low battery fan. a little while ago. That was the notification that popped up. But that's why we're mainly an audio podcast. Now we're only <laughs> so this audio fan podcast. wrote in and, and wanted to like propose to his wife through the game. Oh yeah, and they did it, and he broke up. With <laughs> and they, it was still there. Oh my god! And it yeah, was in the first. It was in the first set patch. On Facebook Live, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> Facebook Live got it. Welcome back. So all you people that tuned in got it early and only. So uh, we cut off right in the middle of the Dice Awards there. I'm a little bit hurt. Um, essentially, though, Apologize. God of War won everything. Celeste won two. Uh, portable Game of the Year was Florence, which this was a really fucking creepy game. It was kind of like the beginning stage of uh, Spore. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you were like cellular, and then you developed into like this. You're a single cell fungus. And two, yeah, and then it's like a fungus game, but you continue to like it's apparently game of the year material for portable wise, and it beat out a bunch of stuff. Um, 
it actually beat out Dan Birch, our uh, two podcasts ago, Dead Pony Rides. He, I mentioned, he he plays Dragalia Lost, and it lost out a fungus game, lost out the Dragalia Lost, and he says I actually ruined gaming for him. He says I ruined it entirely. Way to go. I told him, I'm just reporting the news, man. But Dragalia lost Lone Star at the Fungus. That was, I think, the biggest upset to Dice. Really. Because Dragalia lost is a really good like RPG phone game. I have it in another podcast. You guys don't want to hear about that. But Immersive Reality went to Tanio, uh, some Japanese game. It was a weird uh, Japanese. Beat Saber was also nominated for Game of the Year in Immersive Reality, which Beat Saber obviously really big. Uh, how is that not copyright infringement, or is Lucas involved with that at all? Or? No, it's just it's just a. You could just use the word saber and have a legitimate lightsaber and just fuck it. It's Beat Saber, not lightsaber. But you're using a legitimate lightsaber. Which it's a red was, lightsaber. Which a, a saber is actually a sword, not. Not a fucking light sword. Well, it's sword light. That, is, okay. that is technically okay. saber. S a b e r. Look, that that le- is a metallic saber sword. Those <laughs> legal claims we can delve into more. Splitting hairs. I think hairs the copyright later. on the word saber is long gone. Right he's, now, he's also yeah. got. Doesn't he have a copyright on <laughs> the word android too? <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I, I, yeah. I seriously think. Yeah, there is. Especially the logo. With it that might too. just be yeah. Droid and not Android. I think uh, weren't there phones that were Droids, but they had to change the Android. They because were of that? yes, there was. Yeah. Uh, they were originally Droids, and then it went to Android. I think it's because, because he owned the, the rights layman, to the word the Droid. Terms, the layman terms in all the movies is like, where do they where do they keep all those wonderful Droids? You know, yeah. So, These aren't the Droids you're looking for because anyway. it was just a quote in the movie. So, God of Awards beside, there was also another award show. <laughs> <laughs> we keep, I feel so bad. We keep, we keep going off on tangents on them. But it, it, it legitimately, I, I told you, I asked you halfway through, I was watching this award show, I said, it's winning all these awards. Is it worth it? And you said, yes. Absolutely. Which, I accept the legitimacy of this award show because they were going through the process, it's voted on. And then the votes are compiled into their categories for such, and the Academy votes on it. So it's more like the Academy Awards of Gaming, less likely what I was originally thinking when I was watching this. Is this, is this the fucking Grammys of Gaming? Like, what the fuck? God of War? No, no, they actually care. But yeah, they do care, and that shows. Another company that cares. My absolute favorite, which I will never stop talking about, Steam. They had their own awards, and I voted on it. I think you voted on a couple. Um, Their game of the year. Now, the nominees were Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Hitman 2, Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is the one that we voted for. Yeah, that one's really good. And it's fantastic. If you've never played Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's you're living in medieval times. You're a blacksmith's son. You can get fucking sick. You, you have to wash. Your appearance affects how you talk to people. To where if I was covered in mud doing this podcast, I'd look like fucking shit. And nobody would want to hear what I have to say. I'd still like you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the other one was Monster Hunter World. And it also went up against PUBG. And, of course, you know PUBG was the winner. 
Another game Battle Royale game. 20 year, 2018 game of the year is PUBG, and so, Battle Royale is everywhere. So Jethro, Jethro Tull won again, huh? Yes, Jethro Tull <laughs> won again. <laughs> I, Maybe I, the Steam Awards are the Grammy Awards. I don't know. I really liked PUBG, and then it just <laughs> fell off. Because PUBG and Battle Royale gaming came from H1Z1. Yeah. And yeah. I remember playing H1Z1 thinking, this is fantastic! And then I got tired of it very quickly. It does. It really It's the repetitive nature because that's the only thing you're doing. And there's a problem with PUBG with me. One, it got boring, like you said. It got repetitive. But actually what really got me pissed off and turned off by it is I am more of a console gamer. Yeah. And the problem that I had was the... Loading, mm-hmm. so when you drop in and no buildings are rendered yet, <laughs> oh, for some pe- some people that have loaded. the Xbox One X, theirs is, theirs is and they can get a gun and shoot you, and you can't even pick up yeah. a gun. And sometimes the houses load, and you're stuck inside of a wall. Hey man, Sorry. people want to crossplay. <laughs> people wanted crossplay. Nobody I, ever said it had to be fair. Now you know what it's like to be a PC gamer, motherfucker. I love. I was a PC. <laughs> I'm just saying there. Was, that's what turned me off on it. Was like, okay, uh, let's drop in. Let's go here. Okay, we got to jump. Nope, I'm, I'm in a wall. Yeah. All right, you're gonna need to uh, throw a grenade at my feet. Hope it doesn't blow me up, but yeah. shoots me through the wall. Then you're gonna have to revive me. Then we're gonna. You're, okay, you're dead too. Okay, oh, oh we're dead. All you right, go, let's wait 35 minutes to play another match. Yeah, you go. It takes that long to load. You go zero to Bethesda really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so the next category is VR game of the year, and one title I can't read because of my flash. So we're you already know they didn't win. Um, Fallout 4 VR. We have Beat Saber VR Chat. And of course, coming to a microwave near you, Skyrim, the winner of the VR of the year. And I'm not very surprised. I mean, I saw. I mean, it looked like it was going to be awesome. Uh, I don't know. It's if it fucking did. Skyrim. I loved Skyrim. It I was the Skyrim best time too, waster but... I've ever done in my entire life. You need the 17 hours of time to waste. Play Skyrim. You're always. You could just run around shooting deer if you wanted to. I want the. Bo- <laughs> I want the bonus money for the guy that said. All right, you know, we're done with Skyrim. Pack everything up. Hang on there, boss. I got an idea. Like, uh, all right, we're going to put this on fucking everything, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Everything. I want every rock, every Alexa, every Google Home. I want every fucking fridge to play Skyrim. (laughs) You know what, Charlie? I think you got a goddamn idea. You're promoted. You ever played the modded Skyrim? Ah, um, modded Skyrim is great, especially when they had Charizard. Yes, and they also, and you know, you always wanted to see those characters be hot. Yeah. So like, you get like the big before they crack down on it, you could get them naked, but now it's just like close to it. I would like to think that modding indirectly inspired Detective Pikachu, because there was a. Hear me out on this. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I like this. because m- with modding, they. <laughs> 
absolutely there was a fascination with Pokemon because if you grew up in the 90s, you absolutely fucking loved Pokemon, okay? Now you have these modders who actually went to school for gaming design and they know how to code, they know how to program, they know how to make a game, and now they're altering these games and making mods. Gary's Mod, one of the most successful games on Steam, really great. And now you have people going through... Fallout 4 did it, allowing people going through modding. You have more AAA titles going through, allowing modding. And now you have these people, the Unreal 4 engine with the Pokemon, as well as the, as the Dragon Ball that came out years ago. I think those kind of inspired that, wow, people really do want to see realistic and good graphically Pokemon. And that's why we're getting this flux of all this old stuff coming back. You have Legends of Zelda, Link's Awakening remake trailer that came out, or as I referred to it on our on our Facebook page, Legend of Zelda, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, I'm gonna fucking buy it. I bought Let's Go. I'm I'm going to buy this because but it looks exactly like what I played on my original Game Boy and my Game Boy Advance. This is the fucking game that... the One of the first handheld games I actually fucking completed because I bought the strategy guide and I went through and did you it. Yes, I bought the fucking strategy guide. <laughs> I got caught in this one fucking dungeon to where you have to go to this chest and Let's then you see. gotta go to that chest and then you gotta push that chest and so then open that chest. Fuck you, motherfucker. How am I supposed to know that? You mean to tell oh, me fucking that... Fucking 12-year-old. Not a goddamn no genius. Wonder, no wonder you look the way you look because all you heard was... Bring, 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 God. Bring. Fucking hated that. And then I got older and smarter and more refined and I realized that I was... <laughs> that you're the I same 12-year-old getting pissed at games? Look, before there was fucking Google, we had to buy a fucking strategy guide, okay? We didn't have 90 12-year-olds like, all right, guys, this is how you beat this, you fucking dumbass. Well, I am a dumbass and thank you. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? I bought, I bought myself... <laughs> I, bought, I bought a strategy guide for Fantasy Star 4. So I, I I hear you on the on it. Sorry, I back hear you there, on it. No, I, I we didn't have Google because yeah. I I one of my my previous podcasts and we had a whole strung of videos to where this is how you beat this boss. This is how you beat this boss. That was really big and it's still whenever I get hung up in gaming, ah, oh, first fucking place I go is Google. I just type that shit in. I love those old games, man. My wife just really got pissed at me and made fun of me a lot recently because I went back and I found some. Emulators and played. I I played and beat Final Fantasy One, oh. and played and beat Fantasy Star Four all because it's the Generations of Doom. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that one, I where you literally get married and have kids, and then you go to the next that one. Was, that was three. Fantasy Star Three. You're right. Fantasy Star Three. Rise? No. Yes, Rise. You get oh. Rise. Rise. <laughs> Chris. Sean. Uh, ta- so he, he. He. Sorry. Always. I, he always is like amazed what's in my head when I say. I just played it too. I can't. I, the people on the on the Facebook cast are seeing uh, are seeing me just shake my head because as soon as he said that, I was like, he fucking would know that. <laughs> he fucking we this, would. We did this about two or three podcasts ago. He's like, who played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat? I'm like, Linda Nashby. <laughs> And then yeah. I send him a uh, I send him a, uh, a photo from his IMDb. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's Lyndon Ashby. <laughs> and then the podcast. Can we later, just put that on his head? To like so. <laughs> well, on the podcast later, he sent me after he got home. He was like, I got in the I got in the door and look what's on the TV. Lyndon Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> like I 
really can't get away from fucking Lyndon Ashby. That's probably, but Fantasy Star Trek is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Because just because the the concept of getting married and continuing your story yeah, with the was, kids, yeah. and you Lyle can choose to marry the, with the green hair. Well, first no, you were Rise with blue hair, and then you could marry Lena. Or I don't I don't know why. First of all, you would not choose to marry the person you've been chasing the entire. Yep. So your your soon to be wife was captured. And they take you, the Lions take you. Yes. Take her to some, and you're chasing her the entire time. And then you get to her, and one of the girls that helped you out, like, for, like, five minutes of the game was like, hey, and then you, get, you can choose to marry the girl you've been trying to save the entire game, or you can choose to marry this new girl. And like, well, new girl! <laughs> it's like, give me that new pussy! That, that, that bat-looking thing that was actually... A, Lyle. Was Lyle. With green hair. Yes. Lyle. What kind of fucking name is that? And the cyborg. That this is like my Ren. son. Ren, Ren, and, Ren and Miu. Yep. They stay with the whole game. Yep. Miu with the claws, Ren with the gun. Yes. And then his counter, his superior was Siren. Remember, remember the um, the the healing potions. That sucked. Monomate, 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 diamate, diamate, and trimate. Yep. And. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about the escapipe. They joined. Do not. Alt. Do not forget about the escapipe. When you were stuck in a dungeon, just use an escapipe. Escapipe. And there's actually, it's funny story is you can. And I'm sorry, I keep getting him off topic. I think he's getting escapipe so, waiting for me. He's yeah. so <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, you guys asked me to join. <laughs> um, Go on with your cult talk. That's fine. Listen, I'm, I'm, it's a cool thing you can. So you can break the Here's game. The you can break the. You can break the game in the very beginning of the game. So if you just play a Bethesda game, you can break that just by logging <laughs> on. You sell your boots right away. It's broken. And you get so you get sent. You go to the thing. Your wife gets taken. He sends you to the dungeon. Well, if you actually buy boots, sell your boots, and buy an escapite, where it takes you out of the dungeon, you actually he sends you to the dungeon. If you use that, you go right back to the king. And you go talk to him, and it says, "Please restart game. <laughs> you cannot continue from here." <laughs> It's the best thing. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry for getting off topic. <laughs> I will go somewhere. This is a crazy train, man. We it's my first day. I'm nervous and happy at the same time. This is a crazy train. We get off topic all the time. But uh, the next topic I do have, there's one that was, I'm skipping this one. It was Labor of Love, which is pretty much a game that's been out for a while, and you have to like really love this thing. And the winner was uh, Grand Theft Auto V, which it was going up against Stardew Valley, Dota 2, Path of Exile, No Man's Sky. Of course, you're gonna in that mix. You're going to pick Grand Theft Auto Five because it still has a vast majority of people blogging on there because they continue to put out content, and it's always weird little shit like here's a Dodge Viper with wings and a free content. Yeah, and it's the free content that brings it back. That's why they won that because that's the only reason why people keep going back to it is the free. Oh, I go back. I'll log in for a month and play, and you know, and blow shit up and race. Yeah, race. <clears throat> See, the race. I gave up on five, but I'm not going to give up on six because what the uh, they said with six is it's going to be multi city, like the originals. Mm. I think that could be good because if you bring in all the cities that they have done, introduce a new one, that could be a decent game, especially so with the it, online component. Vice, San Andreas, um, and Labor, Liberty City. Liberty, Liberty yeah. City. I think that's a solid game, and then. If they want to be extra adventurous, add in UK. Fly to different cities. I don't see UK being added. 
But I think it'll be probably the main three. Liberty, San Andreas, and Vice, which I'm fine with that. That'd be a decent game, as long as they focus on the story. The story on 5 sucked. They focused too much on the multiplayer element, and while it eventually uh, panned out, it's not something that I see being... Uh, well, that's what... Maybe the, stepping violent. stones for the next one? <clears throat> that's where they learned with Red Dead 2, because they put the story mode out first. Yeah. And they let that... What do I say? They let it breathe. Yeah. They did, and that's where you, you. We'll get into letting it breathe later because I do have a story for that. <laughs> um, but the next topic I did have was best developer. So uh, K L E I, Kylie. I don't know. I don't know what they've done. K L E I. Yeah, K L E I. Clea. Clea. <laughs> so they got one Bandai Nam uh, Namco Namco Bandai whatever you want to pick whatever they choose that oh, day boy. yeah yeah um, Paradox Capcom Square Enix Digital Digital Extremes not Extremes uh, Rockstar Bethesda Ubisoft and CD Projekt Red were nominated for Best Developer and I'm very happy to announce CD Projekt Red. Obviously, they're being uh, known now for developing Cyberpunk 2077, but what people forget is that they released the very well-acclaimed Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. You ever played that? I heard it was amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. I heard it was amazing, and it's one of the The most awkward... The most awkward sex scene you will ever see in gaming is in that game. Really? (laughs) Most just uncomfortable. He's sitting in like a bathtub. It's just wrong. Like I'll take Kratos over him any day. Like Kratos at least lets you have fun. Like X circle triangle. <laughs> pound, 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 pound. Wait, wait. And if you mess up, if you mess up on one of those, ah, <laughs> wrong hole. <laughs> like I love that. Um, pow, 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 bang, bang. Square, square. Uh, best environment was Dark Souls 3, Far Cry 5, Shadows of the Tomb Raider, Subnautica, which is one that you and I voted for, and Witcher 3. Witcher 3 won. So, Thank God, because Dark Souls, fuck that. I love those games so bad, but fuck that game. <laughs> Dark Souls. Fuck that game so hard. <sighs> oh, there's nothing worse than playing for four hours and losing everything. <laughs> sounds like I've been there, huh? Look, man. You and him can, you and him can, can, you guys can have your own support group, all right? (laughs) I was not a fan of that. I played it once and I was like, fuck that shit. That's what I did. I turned it off. I I damn near broke the controller and then I went back like, oh, Dark Souls. What the fuck? Like, then you keep playing for another 16 hours. (laughs) Yeah, like, and then you die in a boss and it's almost, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) and then you die closer to the door exit. Every time. So then it becomes easier, but you got to go get it again. Go get it back. Go get it again. Nothing gets you closer to a, a huge panic attack than Dark Souls. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, better with friends. This one was... Oh, God. I hate my eyes. They're getting old. Uh, <laughs> Overcooked 2. Uh, oh, CSGO. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, Dead... Boy. Uh, Dead by Daylight and Payday 2. And of course, the Better with Friends category won by 
I know. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Busting out a big bucket of wind, man. It's a love it or hate it game, man. It really is. A lot I love, of people and I love, love that, it. man. I love it. And they also really, they also announced that they're not going to do a battle royale. They're Good. Like, no. I'm, our, I'm so happy about that. Our game is based on rules, so we're going to stick with them. I was like, all right, man, you do you, boo-boo. I'm good with that. I, I, I live stream that every night. <laughs> Best Come watch alt. me suck. <laughs> Come watch me suck at Rainbow, at Rainbow Six Siege tonight and watch my friend be really good. All right, there we go. Well, there you go. Now you're enticing people. I'm not good, but here's a guy who is. We have really good conversations. That's all that matters. What do you think this is based off of? <laughs> Best uh, four great-looking people. Yeah, amazing. Three of them look like they could be in a neo-Nazi movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, best alternative history. This one was Fallout Four, Civilization Four. Uh, the fuck is it? Oh, Hearts of Iron Four, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Wolfenstein Two. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey pulled out the big bucket of win, man. Best alternative history. I would have also accepted Fallout Four for that one because that's a, uh, those two. To where Assassin's Creed is historically accurate, which that's the one that I voted with because I love that fucking game. Just Give me anything with Assassin's. I've owned it, yeah. I own it, but have not played it yet. Uh, if you, if you, I would wait to retire to play that game because you need a lot of fucking time. I played over like forty hours and I'm like a level twenty, and I'm no, like, the same all right, fuck that. Like one percent. I played. Yeah. I played Black Sails and played it for a long time, just like, shooting ships. You will love. Crazy. It. You will love See, I'm a, that I'm a game. I gotta. I gotta do every little fucking thing. Me too. I'm, I'm so like, we will know when those two uh, go through that game because you won't hear from them for like four months. <laughs> Spider Man's at ninety-seven percent. Just saying. Most fun with a machine. Uh, Space engineer, Fractoid, near Ultima. Rocket League and Euro Trucker, and uh, most fun with machine went to Rocket League. I, of course, I voted for Near Ultima. If you haven't played that game, it's an interesting, almost JRPG kind of feel. Uh, good graphic RPG where humans pilot. It's a, a like that shitty Bruce Willis movie where humans pilot an android. The androids, uh, yeah, yeah, you know the one. We don't need to give it a name. It goes down to Earth, and I'm Earth. To think of which shitty Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> Listen, let's get off Bruce Willis. He was my dad's friend. Okay. Really? Yes. My dad was like. I heard he was a down. dick. He was very nice to me when I met him. Uh, he lived right across the bridge in in uh, Penns Grove. Hmm. Well, I trust Kevin Smith. He's probably a dick. He is. <laughs> but um. I mean, near Ultima, man. It was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. The robots, like this one part, uh, the ro- you'd go into this big boss room, and the robots are just having sex. And it's just metal I on metal. I like it already. Yeah, it's like metel on metel. You see, like, much doggy like, style, like, uh, C69. Does it do, you like, see a little rusty trumpet. Too, like, clang, yeah, clang. you hear the clang clang, too. Yes. And you see, like, other little much like, uh, much like robots the, uh, that are, like, 
ushering baby, you know, rocking babies and shit like that. They're resembling so, human traits. So much like the demented babies in Silent Hill Two, who are the yeah, same, yeah, much absolutely. Like that. And you can you can go through and you can kill all the robots. And it's just like if you want to be a murderous psycho, you can just kill all the fucking human like robots, or you can just let them go. The ones that want to attack you, obviously, you can. Yeah, I'm not gonna cock block. I didn't cock block when I played that part. I'm not a cock blocker intentionally. Maybe you weren't self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Our vast majority of our uh, audience is female, so we may be cock-blocking right now and not know it. Yeah. How's that Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the wrestler? Hello, ladies. That was Val Venus. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Oh, God. Don't. You just killed it with your creepiness. And that's, that's what he did. So let's go on to the game news. I have obviously one of the biggest news stories that everybody's talking about today. It's well within everybody's wheelhouse. Um, porn stars are coming. Oh, got him. Singer. To the Nintendo Switch. Um, essentially, I'm not going to try even try to pronounce the name of the game, but it translates to Teach Me Japanese Checkers Pretty Please. I have to go home and charge my Switch real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kotaku reports the Nintendo Switch exclusive Oshidi o, uh, Odondari Shigoi. What? As... <laughs> I can't. It would probably it makes my brain hurt. Come again. It <laughs> has players giving shogi hints and tips to an adult video actress. Tips? Yeah, just tips. just the tips. Hey, <laughs> adult sorry, video did you say actress. tips or tits? Tips. Okay. Yeah, adult video it's actress kind of uh, Ari Satuo. As well as cosplayers Uni Uno and Iniri Hanayami. You guys are so impressed with me right now. I am probably, first off, I'm probably, I'm an anime watcher. You know that. I'm a huge anime fan. I tried. Okay? I tried. That's all I got. He took the Yabonics for Japanese for $400. That's all we care about. Hard trying to pronounce Japanese names. <laughs> so anyway, essentially, got as a solution for you, just yeah. throw something against the wall. It's whatever yeah. it sounds. So the game is just, ja- it's <laughs> yeah. The game's just shogi. It's Japanese checkers. Yeah. And as a reward for giving out the shogi tips, a and tricks, you get photos. Of the porn star and cosplayers in maid outfits, bikinis, and more. They have over uh, 1,300 photos, 30-plus clips, and DLC. Yeah, yeah. even the fucking Chinese, the Japanese checkers game has a goddamn DLC package. I don't want to see that package. (laughs) (laughs) He said package. We're talking about porn. But I just felt, what the fuck, Japan? Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got a great idea. <laughs> and they also have like holographic displays that have like Japanese, uh, like anime girls. They have those holographic displays in cars. How do you wear out holographic? Like, That'd be kind of weird. 
holographic Japanese hentai. Imagine His gears the, are turning. Imagine all the tentacles. <laughs> I have a friend who might be interested. Um, His name is Kelly Collins. <laughs> <laughs> he said friend. <laughs> but the creepy part about this is that the promo trailer has a different um, description to what the girls actually are. Okay? As to where the you know, the normal trailer on Twitter that they put out was, eh, it's a fucking porn star and some cosplayers. The description says that... <laughs> the description calls her your 2.5 dimensional sister in bikinis and maid outfits. And more. Still want to buy that game? Nope. <laughs> dimensional sister dressing in bikinis kind of t- shuts it off for you, huh? Yep. <laughs> Since I'm about, well, just that all, that yeah. all depends. It's like I'm watching the ring now. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, the big news is uh, the Marvel Netflix partnership is over. Jessica Jones and Punisher have been the long-awaited uh, officially officially cut. Which, Even though Jessica Jones has not released yet, it would still air. Yes. It's just, this is the last season. They haven't t- said when they're going to release Jessica Jones yet, but yeah, this is the last hurrah, man. I'm not done the second season of Punisher. I just finished. It's good. I Like I said, I just, I think they should have done more aesthetically the Jigsaw. That was my big thing. Yeah, but are you're you gonna saying put it's going such away? A, you're going to put such an emphasis like, man, what the fuck's wrong with your face? And you got like a goddamn like a cut from a fucking but he was so beautiful no matter what you say (laughs) (laughs) words can't bring me down (laughs) 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 he's like he's he's used to my singing he just doesn't stick around for it um, but yeah, man, everybody, uh, fans are saying they're going to cancel their subscriptions. Um, a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen next. I, I, I ha- like, like I asked you guys earlier, like, I have to know if you know anything about this. Cause like, it's, it's, I, I can't see this being, I, it's not going to be I, the final. This lot. can't be good for Netflix. I think they made so much business off of that. Didn't they? Off of their, they did. I mean, well, now it stems from Netflix wanting to do ten episodes and Marvel wanting the thirteenth. They couldn't come to an agreement. There's so probably you said some. Fuck it. There's well, probably that, some that other was, things was, in there as well. That was issue one. Issue that was issue one. In yes. the background, you have Disney wanting to build their own streaming platform. Yes, and the Disney Plus. Disney owns. I just can't Marvel. see Marvel being Disney to me. It's me. I can't. And now you also I feel like they're going to kid it up to it. They're going to make it way too kiddy. See, with the merger, a lot of people were saying, oh my God, we're getting you know Fantastic Four, we're getting X-Men, this is great. The thing they didn't know behind the scenes, which we did report, was that Hulu is now 70% owned by Disney. So now you're going to have Hulu and Disney Plus almost ganging up on Netflix. And whereas, if this is going to be a smart idea for Netflix is kind of still to be determined in my aspect. Because another thing I have watched was Umbrella Academy. Okay? I saw that. In the background, Netflix also acquired Mark Miller's comics. 
Mark Miller is the creator of Kick-Ass. So Kick-Ass obviously had Quicksilver, who died quickly in the Marvel Universe. Yep. And Hit-Girl. Hit-Girl obviously just had another comic series with Kevin Smith being a writer on that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a smart play. Watching the first episode of Umbrella Academy, uh, we'll probably watch the, the next one soon. The It's a nice setup episode. They're There's setting up episode. something. And you have all of the Netflix, yes. yeah Netflix. The you have all of the uh, characters being set up for it nicely, and I see a good superhero saves the you know saves the world uh, show out of this. But I also see a good potential for where Netflix is going to take it because you also know Ultraman's in the mix. They're casting for Ultraman, which is another I believe Mark Miller. That's another superhero series coming out of Netflix. Net I believe on this streaming front. It's going to be Disney versus Netflix. And this is almost the tip-off to war to where they're going to say, yeah, we'll release so Jessica funny, Jones. It's funny that you eventually. say that because if you browse through Netflix now, you're starting to see a lot of the old DC movies come in. Listen, I, all I'm saying is, me personally, I'm, I don't like change a lot of times. And I, don't, and I get very spiteful of things. Like... <laughs> I get pissed. Like I'm, I'll prob- I probably won't be, but I'll say I will be one of those people that would be like, oh, fuck Netflix. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I, I enjoy watching my Marvel things on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I feel like Disney's just going to kid it. It's, they're going to make it way too... I, I they may not. It may not change anything. So, but everything's always about money. And, it's, and it's, that's what's going to turn into a money board. That's the way the world works. Yeah, money. I understand <laughs> that. But, but like, I got pissed off when... In when in Star Wars and freaking uh, Luke Skywalker died, like I, or I, like or when Han Solo died, I get no. Listen, he I just don't like. Force. It took me a minute to get used to it because I don't like change, and I know what they're trying to do. They they were trying to make, make it him for an the Obi-Wan. next generation kids to watch it, get into it like we did as kids. Yeah, and and I, it's just the penguin thing was awesome. I like little <laughs> penguin things and. Chewing. I'm just you didn't saying, like the green milk. I don't like the changes. I don't like changes. I don't like how. Netflix is going to get rid of that because it's it, that I, I didn't bring DC, but DC. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was not as big a fan of DC as I was Marvel. I mean, that's just a kind of flavor of choice thing. But here's the thing: Marvel has something up their sleeve. It's not the end for these characters because the Mar had a Marvel Television president Matt Manrant coming. I'm warning you, Jeff Loeb. First off. <laughs> Stop with the fucking cutesy way of spelling Jeff, okay? This one is Jeff Lowe. J E P H. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Wait, Shut I can't even comprehend that in my. Can you say that? J. Here. Add I'm in, trying to pick the yeah, yeah. Add in wait, letters. Wait, wait, let me, let me. Add in letters here later on. J. J. E. P. H. That's not Jeff. That's Jeff. 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 Loeb wrote a letter to Marvel fans upon the uh, the cancellation. Now, obviously, John Bernthal let out a cryptic t- tweet saying, allegedly letting people know, they're like, yeah, this is coming. And then they came out and announced it. So Marvel said, our network partner may have decided they no longer want to continue telling the tales of these great characters. But you know Marvel better than that. I think they're coming to Hulu. 
Hulu already said they want to do it. They told Marvel they want to do it. I think we're going to see a revitalization of this in two and a half to three years. But yeah, same time, you're saying Hulu is owned by Disney. Uh, 70%, right? Well, in the contract between Marvel and Netflix, upon cancellation, they can't use the characters for two years. So I, that's why I say two and a half years, you may see a teaser in something on Disney+. Plus. On these characters, the Defenders coming, and then you'll see a different story. Right around the time where you can start introducing your daughter to me. Listen, I know. Yeah, listen. <laughs> does it? Not, does is it just me? And honestly, is it just me, or does Disney and Marvel not sound good in the same sentence to me? I don't like that. Do like you have that. a problem with Mind Fear? <laughs> listen, I love Disney. I love. I'm gonna have to watch it. I've been to Disney. I love Disney. I You're going to have a daughter. You're going to be subscribing to Disney Plus because she's going to want to watch for. I never thought of this. I love you for right now. Fucking times. You're going to be buying this anyway. So <laughs> yes. just sit over there with a the popsicle in the corner. <laughs> well put. Well said. I just need somebody to twist my arm when there's change, all right? So it's. So Punch it's me in the face like that. It's Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> So, I got nothing. <laughs> yes, Little Mermaid. Black Cauldron, that's always left out. He would pick some. I know Little Mermaid. <laughs> I know Little Mermaid. <laughs> Fuck Ready? that last thing you said. Okay. Ready? And actually, since you mentioned the Little Mermaid, Under the Sea, the actual story is a lot more fucked up. I heard about that. Yeah, she where every time. What was it? What was it like a fork or no? She was in pain every time. Yeah, she yeah. heard something. Or? Yeah, I can't. I, I, I don't remember it. But I heard. I heard about the dark story about yeah. it. a while ago. I remember hearing about that. Disney took fucked up stories and they were like, you know what? Who would love this? Kids. <laughs> they they secretly still have fucked up parts in their stories. Oh, absolutely. That's the one good thing about this. That's they how they add adult humor. And that's how they tie in the adults. They figure, look, you're going to be watching this. They're not going to know what the fuck it means. Here you go. And then the kids wait, look at it back at it later like, oh, wow. Like, there was a dick in SpongeBob's hand. <laughs> Nobody would have known. And he's trying there to... is a there is a dildo on the, the cover of Little Mermaid. Yeah. It said Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> the clouds do say sex and... Interracial King, Lion King. Uh, the, I love the uh, describe a movie description badly. Yes. And it was like uh, interracial love was uh, Pocahontas. And, uh, <laughs> so after the interracial love, we'll go on to our next story. My favorite developer who won Steam Awards, Proceedy Project Red. Cyberpunk 2077 will not have microtransactions, battle royale mode, and they will not be an Epic Store exclusive. They said that wholeheartedly, probably because they want to sell a lot of fucking games. Because um, they're smart. Yeah, <laughs> they're smart. We're going to stand for Epic because we want to save more money. Listen, fucker, you take this stand. No, we'll put it out everywhere. We don't care. Yeah, just buy it. Okay. That's how you get the gamer. Like, oh, I'm really going to go to Epic because I want the developer to make more money. It's like they had a revelation, like realizing the old guy in Fraggle Rock is the bartender from Boondock Scenes. Fraggle <laughs> 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 Rock? Why don't you make that like a tree and get the fuck out of here? 
But they also announced a little bit because they were answering, they were doing like a Q&A on Twitter and they were answering some questions like that. Like, no, we're not going to have microtransactions. We're not because there's a little bit of like, I think there may be an online aspect with them. Um, yeah, as long as they keep it cosmetic, yeah, I'm good. They're bringing over a companion system. Some think it's going to be kind of like Witcher 3 where you get like Yennefer or somebody that. like that. Uh, yeah, the stink continues. Um, and the kind of like uh, Yennefer or something where you have a companion join you for a little bit to where that's not anything really new in gaming, but it would be nice to have somebody at least pretend to shoot somebody with you. I just see that as, yeah, you're going to have a dumb AI with you. Oh, thanks. Oh, so you're, you're talking Dragon Dogma. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like, what was it? IO. Well, that was the game where you had like a companion sister. Where you're like, all right, come on, we gotta go walk this way. Like, it was a horrible premise for a fucking game, and they added that in there. I just see that as a dumb thing. We don't need a companion. Just make me an ultimate badass you know, where I just rip somebody's head off and then shoot the other guy in the eye and fuck his mother with a serrated blade. That's it. That's all I want. We quit there. Jesus, oh, what? He went with the skull oh. fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. I went a little dark. <laughs> that's that's like zero to a hundred so, in so, one. So Matt, you know, you just explained a good portion of Resident Evil Two. What fucking the mother with a serrated blade? I didn't know that was in Resident Evil Two. That, that's what Topher. I might have to. I might have to buy that and play that now. No, you have to take the the little girl and have her like. Well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hand by hand. That's what you were going with there. Oh, <laughs> no, you have to fuck the little girl with the serrated blade. That's what he was going with. God, where is your mind, man? Like, <laughs> fucking a little Freak. girl with a serrated blade? Jesus, it's a bit much. It's a knuckle duster. And on that upset, <laughs> Apex Legends. <laughs> a hell of a podcast you joined, huh? Apex Legends is making people nauseous. Really? Yeah, that's not a joke. That's actually real. Um, There's a few complaints about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and also, there's a petition online to get PewDiePie not to play Apex Legends, which I will wholeheartedly sign. I just kind of avoid PewDiePie like I would the... Cancer? The flu. Or the Black Death, fucking people with serrated blades, anal leakage, um, all things I would rather have instead of a PewDiePie. You mean the massive billboard on top of your head. Yeah, absolutely. I would rather have a giant penis on my forehead than listen to PewDiePie for one second. <laughs> so the head bobble. Is bothering people in Apex Legends who have motion sickness. It's where it's actually making them sick. Eight thousand people on Reddit took nice took to Reddit, <laughs> and they announced that how they would get nauseous after playing uh, Apex Legends for three or four hours, and how they start getting the sickness. So there's nothing left out there for like a fix or anything. Take a break. Yeah, I mean, they smoke were, a cig. They were down with the sickness. They were down with the sickness. <laughs> and this is the thing. Uh, when you do have things like that in gaming, especially since motion blur is a big thing, especially with the big graphics packages that we're getting now in gaming and PCs and consoles, you have to take that into account if you have an illness like that. If I have a history... 
of seizures. <laughs> Every game now is saying in the beginning that, that I'm not gonna watch a fucking Michael Bay film if I have seizures. You know what I mean? That's like watching a fucking robot mecha anime. Like, oh man, I haven't had a seizure today. Ooh, Gundam. No. No. Use the big head. This one. I have to point that out. For those of you on audio podcast, I was pointing to my upper head, not my lower bigger head. Yeah, you notice how hard it was? It's made of stone. Adamantium. Yeah, Wolverine ain't the only one with an adamantium skull, if you know what I'm saying. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello, ladies. The other bullshit I wanted to pull out about uh, Apex Legends is that we've always said, and I've said this too, charge whatever you want in the store for custom, uh, customizable stuff. Um, Apex Legends just went ahead and listened to me because, listen to this shit. You, for any, like, uh, say you want, like, a rifle skin. Okay, it's going to be 1,100 coins. So you would think they would have a button in the store to where you could buy 1,100 coins. You can't. It's 1,000 coins. They leave you 100 short. 1,000 coins will cost you 9.99. So 10 bucks, and you can't even buy a fucking skin. If you want to buy a skin, you have to go up to the next tier, which is 19.99 for 2,000 coins. And 10,000 coins is a hundred fucking dollars. A hundred fucking dollars. And that's ten skins. Now, I don't mind. I, I, don't, I really don't mind because... Like, I'm a cheap fuck. That's why I mind. I'm not going to buy it, but that's fucking ridiculous. The reason why I don't mind as much is because... He buys dinner with caveats. <laughs> no, because... One... As you know, I've said it a hundred times. Uh, yes, I know. Um, what? Siege? Yeah, yeah. But, okay, for example, like you said, Apex they can charge $18 for a singular, a singular weapon, right? And a legend skin. Yeah, for $20. Or, hold on, I lost my stuff. Okay. For example, Valentine's Day, they did release character banner. What was it? Uh... Weapon skins that were $11 each. Which is also frustrating to some people, though, because you can only buy it, what, in t- increments of 10? Yeah. So you would have to buy $20 worth to get one. And you can't purchase any, like, or, or earn, rather, any of these coins in-game. True. They give you, uh, what is it, Apex packages, which you can earn up to 40 Apex packages. But what I was saying about C. But that's a grind to get the free shit. True. And that's why, that's why I brought up the Siege game, because... Uh, it takes, it's like $5 to buy an operator. It's $5. It gets you enough coins. You can earn those coins, which, if you play regularly, it would take you about a week yeah. to get that. Um, but the skins for the operator are $20 per person, per operator. $20 for one skin. And you we make fun of, like, we got was one buddy that just doesn't ever have any money, but he has every skin in yeah. every game. So every time we're playing, it's like normal, and his skin, we're like, Oh, I have a cat skin for that. Like, you really spent $20 on that? But no, that was the other thing I was going with was the skins and stuff. I was reading an article. I can't even remember where it was, but it was saying, and I didn't agree with this article, because he's saying, characters are going to have one of the best cornerstones of monetization in Apex Legends, making a little less Overwatch and a little more Rainbow Six each. 
and is probably Respawn's best chance to start making a good chunk of change for its new hit. So far, the skins aren't nearly flashy or unique enough to drive tons of purchases. That line, I don't like. Because I disagree because I don't want flashy anymore. I don't want... That was Fortnite. Yeah. You know, like, flashy and cartoony. You know, you saw... I want this to be as futuristic as it is, but I want it to stay away from the 10 to 13 year old player based genre where you see pink bunny suits, nutcrackers, and gingerbread. I don't want to see that anymore. <coughs> see, that's kind of the trade off you have with that, though, because with Fortnite, yes, with their cartoony style, a lot of the wacky uh, costumes are good. With futuristic, I think you'd be more well off going with more of like a Warframe aspect yes. to where you add different capabilities, different kind of. Not capabilities, but you add different aesthetics to it that uh, make it attractive in a futuristic aspect. Yes, and the article kept comparing the, the, it kept comparing it to uh, Fortnite and how their costumes were flashy, and, and, I, and I do not want this game to go in that direction. Yeah. I don't want it to go in that direction at all. Well, they did announce they're going to go with solo and duo, which makes sense. Gameplay's different. I'm talking about the purchases. Like, my, my little brother... Love Fortnite. He's actually really fucking good at the game. Really good at the game. He's he's really good. But it was like every year I'm buying him like fifty dollars worth of like coins to buy suits and stuff. And it's like next time I see him play, he's in a bunny suit. The next time I see him play, he's in like a robot suit. The next time, I, giant weird pumpkin head guy. I'm like, what, what is this? If I if I see any of that in this game, I will not play. Yeah. I would love to see what you said. Futuristic. Yeah. Especially the... I mean, that's supply and demand, though, because you'll have, like... I log on to, like, Shroud of the Avatar. I'll get a pumpkin head if I log in around Christmas... Or Halloween. Christmas. Halloween. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know why they gave it to me on Christmas. That not ever Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, it's with microtransactions, I see how it's helping. I understand that you need to have that with the game, but still, I mean, keep it too the realm of the game unless like uh, outside of like you know like a Santa Claus or some kind of like a special outfit like that which is meant to be like you know slapstick like it's meant to be funny like that okay but the primary chunk of your shit that you should be selling should be something along the lines of what your actual design for your game was the original design for Fortnite is not bad look so the original Fortnite is a different entity in entirety because that was a long road, but it also developed from a dark look to a cartoony game. Yep. Look, if I don't have to push the wrong button and accidentally build a fucking staircase instead of shoot somebody in the head ever again, I will be so happy. PC Master Race, buddy. <laughs> That'll save you a hundred things. You have t- you have a giant key. Map them out to however you please. If you game like this with your hand upside down and in a hook, you can do that. I wouldn't recommend it. It's probably very awkward to play like that. Um, the next thing I have in the news is an update. It's on the Fortnite lawsuits. Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro is not having an easy time in court. Yeah, he got denied. I saw that. Strongly denied. Um, good job. Just put that anywhere. That's why I can't have nice things. <laughs> okay. This so. is why you buy accidental. <laughs> so the Carlton... Boy, I hope my boss didn't see that. 
so the Carlton dance we only had cannot two at that time. We're good. Yeah, it cannot be copywritten. They uh, they put it through and they said there are three dance moves, dance steps, and it's not enough to simplify like a routine. It's weird, like you see like a music video. That's a routine. That's something that can, they can copyright and put in the video. Nobody else can use that that exact routine. The Carlton is just not enough to be a routine, so it's not copyright, you know, protected. It's going to be a, a really big uh, uphill battle for them, especially like Epic didn't know this. So like, okay, they're suing us. All right, whatever. Well, we're, gonna, one for we're gonna do this. The dude from Scrubs. Uh, yeah, he sued as well as the kid who backpack did the flossing kid. dance. He sued as well, and they're all suing Epic and 2K for NBA 2K. Now, they're all going against this now that they have to take that into account. A common movement or gesture is not copywritten. doesn't matter if I go like this every five seconds. That's not copywritten. That's just me looking like a jackass. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I, I play 2K, and... One of the one of the poses that Joel Embiid does, he'll just go like that after doing a dunk and getting fouled. Yeah. yeah, because you can't, you can't. that player could do that in a game. That that can't be copied. That you know, John Cena can't just keep that. You know, the hand in front of the face waving for those in the audio format. But I see that as a kind of a frivolous. But you can't see. No, I can't. Sorry, that was really lame. <laughs> Where are you? In the ICU. You can't see me. Okay. Yeah, that's the lamest fucking meme ever. I wish I wrote it. I am writing the memes that you see on our, our Projangers page, by the way. Thank you for liking. Um, so, uh, last bit of news I have in here is about Batfleck officially stepping down and the, announced it on the Jimmy Kimball show. Uh, that he's retiring the cape and cowl. He admitted that he just couldn't cut it as director. He said that he'd only do Batman if it would be good. Obviously, on the offset of the unhappiness with the Justice League and the Batman vs. Superman film, he said, and it's I'm only gonna, yeah, I'm only going to do it if it's good. He said, oh, I'm going to direct it. And he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to direct it. And now he's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to be in it. But leaving he, he it with the... focus on AA and then become Ben Affleck again. Yeah, I mean, he needs. Uh, I loved Ben Affleck in Batman vs Superman. He was a great Batman. We touched on him. He was a great. He, yeah, we did, and he was a great Batman. I'll I'll still say it. I'll always say it. Bat, but with this, I think it was just kind of a redundancy. We all knew it. Announced on it, and with the next Batman, I still firmly believe it's going to be somebody that we don't even know, or wouldn't even see in that role. Or Michael Keaton beyond Batman. <laughs> <laughs> they, already they squashed it, man. So they, they, did, they squashed they the Val Kilmer. Fucking rumors on that. They didn't squash Val Kilmer. Yes. Maybe Val Kilmer. <laughs> it could be. He wasn't the worst, I will say that. He definitely wasn't Jenna the worst. Jennifer played a good Riddler, though. He did play. Yeah, I think he wasn't bad. I don't think Tommy Lee Jones was bad as Two-Face, either. No, not at all. And he would probably still be a good Two-Face it was they, just they, really, they probably wouldn't even need to like do any cosmetics anymore because he's really uh, old and decrepit. They could probably just paint one side of his face. No, they, they just have to do the makeup on one side to make him look younger. Maybe get a couple pins to scale his skin back. Yeah, and the other side is already terrible now as it is. So. Yeah, maybe they could just get clay face. Just, Here you go. <laughs> 
So we uh, end the podcast off every week on the same intellectual debate, I will say, which is called Versus. This week's Versus, I did have a nice idea on the heels of last week, which is ultimate uh, bad superhero movie. I'm going to take this back in time to the time of the 90s when Bill Clinton was getting his dick sucked and we were all happy and 16-bit and 1920 wonder. So this week's Versus is your ultimate 90s console. Mom was the Super Nintendo. <laughs> no, not this console. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to say Super Nintendo. Final Fantasy III, which was Final Fantasy VI, Chrono, Chrono Trigger. You went Squadron, Super Mario World went 16-bit. Super Punch-Out. Super Punch-Out, which I still play on the emulator. Yep. Um, Super Mario RPG. For how influential... It was in the time. I have to stick with the PlayStation. The original PlayStation. You're the only a, thing. You're still missing a lot. The only know. thing that you were missing on the original PlayStation was a fucking... Uh, what was it called? Uh, pocket pussy. That's it. Yeah, pocket pussy. That's all you needed. The PlayStation, it was taking... We're, we were going from 16-bit to 32 the PlayStation had the CD, so it wasn't trying to do the cartridge thing like N64 was, so you had the space for the stuff, and it came into his own. You're missing a lot, though. Okay? So, 90, so 1990, you had Turbo Graphics 16, Super Nintendo, then you had Sega Genesis at the same time. Mm, Sega CD. introduced Sonic. Yeah. That is very pivotal. Like, like Sega Genesis. Sega was huge. And especially had a great Madden on it, too. Yes. 92 and 93 were the best Maddens on the whole. Sports? So, I know, I know. Who are you? I'm a, I'm a, I know. That was the only time that <laughs> NHL 94 was maybe the in the, the 360 days NHL, was the only yeah, time. Yes. Before I knew any better, I did play sports games. I still think you'd be good at them. No, I'm horrible. Yeah, Real life, the problem is playing against sports. Little, the problem is playing against little kids because they are fucking assholes. Oh my God, yeah. But then you had... Then you had, like, Philips 3DO, which was actually doing the partnership, like, gave, even though it failed, it gave all the partnerships. I apologize, but I'm going to have to go. PlayStation. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Spyro. Eventually, yeah. He eventually gets there. You You had Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter was one of the best games. Dude, shocking people until they fucking blew up. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Siphon Tazel, filter. Just keep going. You can shoot that shit on the build. Uh, Duke Nukem. Yep. 3D. Yep. You had Tekken. You had. You're still missing one of the best games ever created for my in my in my my opinion storyline. Mm. Final Fantasy VII. Yes, absolutely. Final Fantasy VII because I also that had, beats. I'm sorry. That, that right I reported. So I, I story wise, I went with. I had this argument with him. <laughs> we have. Wait, we wait. have. Is he on Final Fantasy Seven side? He'll be on Seven side because he hasn't played six yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 See, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, Just so, you and Link. <laughs> <laughs> Just you Final and Link on the Final Fantasy it, Six. Play it because he keeps saying the that. main villain. <laughs> throws the world from balance to ruin just to become a demigod. 
the main villain wants to be a god. Oh my god, that's revolutionary. Sephiroth is probably the, <laughs> one of the best villains ever. Link agrees. No. It doesn't smell, but It doesn't smell. No. Um... No, I'm but, but uh, words. I, I, you had the Jaguar, you had the, the 3DO, you had the, so there's a Sega Saturn was in there. Sega Saturn sucked so it bad. It did suck, but still, yeah. influential wise, even Super Nintendo so wasn't in, influential. as influential. Okay, I still, but influential and even gaming content wise, it wasn't. I still don't see the PlayStation or the Super so Nintendo rather even trumping Super original NES. Or the PlayStation. I or regular Sega. I don't see Super Nintendo trumping that because the original NES had a kafuck ton of titles. <laughs> Anybody, your grandmother could have programmed a game for NES. Yeah. Like, but N64, I would say, is more than Super Nintendo. It depends because we're, t- we're talking influential, not, not no. type of games. No, I know, but I'm saying influential. N64 so, came so out. N64 was retract, still influential. I'm going to retract my, my statement. So. It's going to be a tie between Sony and Sega Genesis because Sega Genesis introduced <laughs> yes. a mascot. Yes. Right? Same yes, as Sony did with Crash Bandicoot yes. and Spyro. Yes. So those two are a tie. Yes. Dreamcast sucked because that was 99. Even though Soul, Cal- <laughs> even though Soul Blade was awesome. Like Soul Blade was on PS1. Soul Calibur 1 was on Dreamcast. Yeah. Ready to Rumble Boxing, Dreamcast. Yeah. The and then Sonic... Was this, what was the Sonic game? It was like Sonic Adventure or uh, yeah. something like that. Sonic, Sonic Adventure. Adventure. And, and that was on there. So and then funky. you had Resident Evil 4 on Dreamcast. So Dreamcast was a, a silent... It was a sleeper in it, its time. It introduced NBA 2K, though. So Where Dreamcast was, went wrong was with their CD size. They should have made a regular fucking CD like everybody else. No, we gotta be special. We gotta have the small CD. It's a small one. Okay, but everybody else has these normal size CDs, which are in popular. Yeah, we want a small one. You're thinking GameCube. Oh, yeah, you were thinking GameCube. Game, that is GameCube. You're right. And GameCube yeah. was past the '90s. That was 2002. That was, that was 2002. All right, I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still like. I still like PlayStation. PlayStation was good though, uh, especially with Spyro and uh, Tekken. The uh, he had, it. he had so many Crash Bandicoot I spent a lot of time on and Jack and Daxter yes yes I, which I have on my Vita oh you awesome. lucky you lucky it is fuck. awesome you lucky you got, fuck you also have well never mind that, was, that would have been after right uh, the original God of War was PlayStation 2 uh, what was that PlayStation that was 2000 yeah, that was, dude. Dreamcast came first PlayStation 2 after that yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay oh now we learned stuff and learning is good Absolutely. Do, 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 do. So, I guess we're kind of splitting on this person. And knowing is half the bottle. But, so, we're kind of... Pork chop sandwiches. We're, 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 <laughs> so, we're agreeing kind of to be split on this one between Sega and Semnium. Because you're saying influential. If you're going to talk influential, you're going to look at the marketing behind Sega. Because who did they have prior to that? No one. Like, Sega. That, it they, was, everybody knows that. Sonic, Sonic is still... Nikon. Because of the Se- because of Sega Genesis. God, they better do that movie right. I better not see that furry hedgehog balls. It, 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 it's going to make Super Mario Brothers. Hedgehog being Actually, Sonic. I imagine they would probably be internal, so you wouldn't see the end of the hedgehog balls. The end is purple. <laughs> what right. do hedgehog balls look like? Okay. All right, 
my my thoughts on Hedgehog balls aside. <laughs> um, I'm gonna uh, we got a two to a, a two to uh, well, essentially you're the tiebreaker here, so between Sega and PlayStation, you're the tiebreaking vote. I don't care. Why don't you make them choose? Well, I guess we're going to have to leave it up to you, the viewers. So, yeah, we can put up a poll. We'll uh, comment, like, subscribe below. Let us know what you think of the podcast. The Triforce, as we are calling it, is the Triforce, is uh, the new podcast name, and we will love it. And definitely, if you, uh, I'll say it again, check out uh, Ripped Productions, Tales from the Morgue. Um, uh, a lot of good things coming out of them. There's a, a fundraiser uh, link we'll have for a Tales of the Morgue shirt that you get when you purchase it. So check it out. Um, I want to thank you for listening, Ethan. Uh, I, every week, I take the moment to thank a listener or viewer for watching. And Ethan is a guy. He's a Army uh, Reserves. Yes. I saw his uh, little comment. It was pretty cool. Yeah. He's Army Reserves. He's a good dude. He's also striving to be a mechanic. He was working in my dealership for a while and moved on. As in my de- in my business, as an advisor, you see a lot of people come and go, a lot of young minds, and you just try to impart the right nerdy knowledge because Ethan is a PC master racer. So we had a lot of good times there. Who did that for you? I'm going to side with you because I don't want to say the other guy's name. So... Another person that I do want to thank, which is near and dear to my heart, which a lot of people in my personal life know that I recently lost my grandmother, Evelyn Huck, in 92. She has been a gigantic inspiration to me, personally. Um, She is one of the reasons why I do what I do, why I decided to podcast, and why that I just decided to be a great person uh, by choice. So I want to thank her for being my number one fan. And I thank all of you guys for sending out the love and uh, always being there for us, for Jangers and Wall Hangers. We definitely have a lot of stuff that. Mike on. Um, we definitely have a lot of stuff that we want to impart to you guys and uh, a lot of stuff coming up in the future. So keep an eye on all the social media feeds. We'll keep you up there in line. Thank you for listening, Ethan and Evelyn. And thank you, Bob. And we will see you guys again next week for a gigantic another podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye, boys and girls. Game on.